Welcome to the DaVinci Hour podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Maxwell Cooper, and in this podcast series, I interview physicians, medical innovators, and entrepreneurs making an impact on healthcare. This podcast is produced by DaVinci Academy, a multimedia medical education company that provides podcasts, video courses, and digital textbooks. You can see more on our website, www.dbiacademy.com and our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash DaVinci Academy Med. This podcast is sponsored by Doc2Doc, the personal lending platform designed for doctors by doctors. Do you have some big expenses in the near future? Maybe you're moving, applying to residency or fellowship, fixing up your car or home, or starting a new practice. Doc2Doc believes that traditional lenders overestimate the risk of lending money to doctors, residents, and medical students, focusing too much on the challenges of their financial past and giving them insufficient credit for the promise of their financial future. Check out Dr. Doc's personal loan options at drdoclending.com slash DaVinci. Hey everybody, welcome back to the DaVinci Hour podcast. I'm honored to be joined this week by uh, Seth Bogner, who is the chairman and CEO of HeartPoint Global. Uh, a new startup working on a new innovative technology for heart care, impacting patients all over the world. So Seth, welcome to the podcast. Uh, really happy to have you here. Max, thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, let's just start out. You know, I you know, I said you were the chairman and CEO of HeartPoint, but maybe give us a little bit of background on yourself, like how you, you know, what you did in your your previous endeavors and how you got involved with HeartPoint. At, uh, well. Sure, sure. So um, my background is mostly financial. I've been an investment banker um, for over 30 years, and I came to HeartPoint as an investor. I saw that there was an opportunity here, and after being an investor for a couple of years, I saw that the doctors are great, and actually the the inventor and all the doctors who founded it are still with us, and they're still on our advisory board, but the business people they had weren't really doing what was necessary to bring the, 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 the product to fruition and then building a company. So we, um, me and my team came in, uh, hired, you know, did the same things I've been doing in corporate finance for, for my life. We you know, hired the right consultants and figured out whether what we felt instinctively was correct but we thought there was an unbelievable opportunity with technology here. I mean, we were all really attracted by what we could do, not only in the developed world, but in the development world as well, where 90% of uh, people are underserved with cardiac care. So uh, I think everybody in our company uh, felt was attracted by the same thing. What we have is the first and only adjustable at any time uh, interventional, which you know something about, uh, a device that goes directly in the pulmonary artery or its branches. And this is amazing, amazing, amazing stuff because in a lot of cases, you know, in the developed world, we're dealing with people that have that are pretty sick people that have like, uh, you know, if you start with uh, cardiovascular disease and you say the largest subsection of cardiovascular disease is left heart, we deal with the largest subsection of left heart. So there are an awful lot of patients. Uh, I think right now that's estimated in the, in the United States alone, 
with 350,000 patients. These are people that are pretty sick that would need a, you know, artificial heart, an LVAD, or perhaps a transplant. And that market's getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year because people are living longer. And um, we, repla we replace something called pulmonary artery banding, which is a very old procedure. Um, and I, I wouldn't say we replace it, we sort of bring it to the next level because we're minimally evasive. And pulmonary artery banding was an open chest procedure. They tied a wire or a string around the pulmonary artery, had a big reduction, and then loosened it up till they thought it was uh, at the correct, so the heart could uh, you know, start to correct itself with the reduction of pressure and flow. We have sort of taken it to a whole other level by saying we will gradually reduce the flow and pressure to find, and what we found in in in, 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 in our, we've done multiple we've done we've done four rounds of animal studies, uh, preclinicals is that much less pressure is needed in order to get the desired effect, um, and and that's amazing because it's much safer for the patient. Sure, um, we're we're adjustable anytime. So if conditions change the patient, or we're working on kids, uh, which I'll talk about in a second, it's. Um, it's, 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 it's amazing. You know, we can go back a day, a week, a month, a year later, or two years later and, 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 you know, change as the conditions change with the patient, we change as well. So in the developed world, we work on, we, we, we're working mostly with kids, which is what attracted all of us to this, you know, kids that have ASDs, VSDs, so holes in their heart. One in a hundred kids are born with, some type of congenital heart issue, and those kids get older. We have a huge, huge, huge market. It's 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 very unfortunate because the type of care we have in the Western world is not readily available in most of the world. And so we have a simple interventional system that we believe, and we've we've tried this on animals, and we will try this on people that. You don't need to be an interventional cardiologist to uh, to insert. Uh, regular cardiologists and general surgeons could do the procedure as well, which will open up the market to a lot more people. And we're partners with something called the uh, Eurasian Heart Foundation. And the Eurasia has been doing this all over the world. So we have a lot of access all over. So, uh, you know, there's really two separate markets we're attacking. One is obviously European Union and the FDA, and the other one is all these medical systems all over the world that uh, we're going to try to gain access to at the same time. Sure, sure. Yeah, thanks for giving that that overview. So just so I understand the device in, in the entirety and just for the listeners. So it's a endovascularly placed device, which is, mm -hmm. which is like you said, in the old days, it was surgical. You would do it, you know, essentially external to the vessels. And you're essentially, I was watching some videos on your website. You're, you're limiting flow to kind of essentially keep the left ventricle from getting overrun from flow from the, you know, from the, uh, from the right side of the heart. Is that, is that fair to say? Well, in different for, you know, for, for, for your different indications, you have different things. You do have a septum shift, um, you know, it's been proven, we have literature on this, that with kids that have, uh, you know, VSD, uh, that the holes close up when you reduce it. So there, there were different indications. And also, 
you know, we service 11 different indications. We're just, you know, I talked about the top two, but also, um, you know, you, if, if you're talking about uh, pulmonary hypertension, you know, we, we, we treat, um, there are different types of pulmonary hypertension, but we treat what they call PAHCHD, which there's really no real uh, treatment for right now. And, uh, you know, there's some drugs people use and things like that, but there's not really an effective treatment out there for, for, for this. And also, like in, in cirrhosis, and you'd appreciate this, especially with what you do, um, you know, you have the same needs for uh, adjusting flow um, on TIPS patients. And so we believe we'll be working there. But obviously, it's, it's a tremendous undertaking when just to focus on our two main patient groups, um, not counting the other eight uh, or nine. So uh, we're, we're focusing first on this, both for, you know, the developing world and the developed world. No, that's, that's really cool. It's really, really innovative, really fascinating. And, and like you said, the fact that you can adjust it, uh, you know, like you said, whether it's a day later or, you know, weeks later, or even or even longer than that, it's just amazing. And and just so I understand you, you go back in and um, you can adjust the device endovascularly. It's is that is that uh, how it is? Done? Yeah, it's, well, this is our patent, you know, and our, yeah. our patent has been accepted in uh, the United States. And I think at this point, about 25 other jurisdictions so far and more and more coming in every day. We just got the Indian patent in the mail, um, you know, the, it's a nesting system. So we can put, you know, stents within stents and we could also adjust up using balloons, using, using a balloon stent. It's not a complicated technology. It's amazing. And actually our inventor is a guy by the name of Rolf Yanni, who is both a mechanical engineer and a, an echo guy. Oh. So yeah, I thought you'd like that. And uh, it's 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 what do they call it? Uh, a coast razor. Uh, you know, the simplest solution is generally the best solution. I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 we do have, and that's why we we you know our our cost is so disruptive. That's why we can help so many people, and, and that's why there's. We've de-risked this process and we've made it very, very patient-centric. And, you know, we're estimating right now, like if you have somebody with left ventricular cardiomyopathy, they go up two levels on the New York's on the New York scale, which, you know, takes them from being, you know, I don't know if this is a politically correct term nowadays, a cardiac cripple to being able to, uh, you know, play with their grandchildren a bit. Uh, it, it is amazing. And also younger patient sets in, in cardiomyopathy as well. It's not just old people. You know, there's always a shortage of hearts. There are never enough hearts for heart transplants. Uh, LVADs and artificial hearts are good, but very, very expensive. Um, an LVAD cost in, in the United States is about a million dollars over 10 years. Um, our device is about 4,000. If you add the cost of one night's hospitalization and observation, you know, so, you, you know, in the United States, you're taking care of a patient for $30,000 that, you know, what health, what health, what insurer 
you know, uh, or Medicare or Medicaid is not going to go for this solution before they go and, 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 and approve a transplant or something like that, assuming they could even find our heart. Sure. Uh, it's, 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 you know, there's always a shortage of organs, as you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can echo, you know, Emory is a major cardiac center, as you may be aware. And, and I mean, yeah, we sure. have a huge LVAD center and, I mean, you, you, like you said, these this is not a it's a temporary solution, and it's a as you said, it's a very expensive solution. Along from aside from just the long term, you know, maintenance. I mean, these patients are, as you know, frequently readmitted, develop all kinds of problems and complications, and not only is that awful for the patient and awful for the families to go through, but like you said, it's it's an extreme, like you know, an extremely expensive process. And so I think it's just amazing that you not only have come up with an innovative device that's effective, but also can be, you know, at a much more reduced cost. And I'm, I'm curious from the cost standpoint, cause you know, I know, like you said, you're, which I think is really interesting. You're targeting, you know, the developing world with this as well. How are you guys, you know, in that context, you know, being able to keep this cost so low? Cause as you know, these medical devices anymore, it's just, it can be crazy sometimes. With well, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's true. And, you know, it, it, we developed our cost structure, along with um, a guy by the name of uh, Ilya Yemets, who is the former two-time minister of health in Ukraine. We were doing all of our, or planning on doing all of our clinical testing in Ukraine. Obviously, you know, we all know the unfortunate situation that's occurring there and there. And, you know, the doctors we work with are just total studs. They've been, you know, haven't left there at the hospital in, in months and months and months. You know, they've got little breaks at the beginning. They were there constantly. But, you know, we did this based upon reimbursement in a country like Ukraine, which is, is you know, we all know Kiev is, is a world-class city. Uh, but if you get outside of Kiev, you're, 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 you're in a middle-income country at best. And, you know, that was a big target for us. So that's, we, that was a reimbursable number. And our margin is still very large at that number. So it's, you know, the cost will be reflective. I'm sure, you know, as we move into the United States, you know, the cost will be somewhat different, but, you know, this is what we estimate the cost is. We have a huge, huge market, you know, our, or, you know, you're familiar, obviously, with TAM, SAM, and SOM. Um, you know, our serviceable, obtainable market is right now in, in the world over 30 million people. We achieve, I think it's just over 1% of that. You know, the company is is grossing $700 million. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's the numbers are just sort of ridiculous. But the opportunity to help people is also ridiculous and bringing it to places like that. Paul Vogt, who's the, uh, it was until very recently, the chief, chief, chief cardiac surgeon at Zurich university hospital, which is also a top cardiac center in the world, um, is in uh, Nigeria or Benin right now, bringing these types of solutions to people. And, you know, we have access to bring it to, you know, Nigeria is a very, very wealthy country. Um, there are some top, you know, good facilities there. Um, they're dying for, for, for something, for something like this. So we're now, you know, as I said, we've de-risked the, uh, the process as much as possible. 
We've done four rounds of preclinical animal trials, all done in Israel, where our chief, our CMO is located, and he's the chief interventional cardiologist at Hadassah University Medical Center. And uh, we just did, did our dress rehearsal, and now we're, you know, actively shopping patients and locations to do our uh, first in human to, to be a humanitarian that'll immediately go into a larger study, uh, which will take place in Western Europe. We've already identified the, the uh, doctors that'll give us enough to uh, get a, break, a breakthrough designation from the FDA and uh, do start our pivotal travels in the United States. Excellent. Yeah. You, you just answered my, my next question was going to be where you are in the development process, which is, you know, it seems like you're, you know, like you said, about to enter that, that clinical testing phase, which is obviously very critical. So it sounds like, you know, obviously you said you were planning on doing it in, in the Ukraine. And then I think you just mentioned you're, you're trying to do, you're initially trying to start this in Western Europe. Is there any, is there anywhere where you're trying to get approval for, you know, at the first, is it the FDA or is it in some other market where you're trying to? No, 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 no. Where we, you know, the, 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 the way the, when you're dealing with something as groundbreaking as what we're doing, you know, you do some humanitarian cases first, and that's what we're doing. Um, and that's going to happen in East in Eastern Europe or the Caucasus. Then we're doing two full clinical trials, one on left heart issues and one on you know, congenital issues. And that is going to happen in Europe. And we're going for every approval. Obviously, FDA is the most important approval. That's really interesting. I, I'm curious, what, you know, obviously we could probably do a whole podcast on this, but I guess what are some of the regulatory differences you're seeing that are that you're considering as you develop this in, say, the developing world uh, versus like what you would, you know, you would see in, you know, the US or in the European Union? Well, um, there's, there's a whole controversy right now happening in the European Union. Um, they've changed systems. It's MDD to MDR or MDR to MDD. Um, and there's been a bit of confusion with that. The reason we were focused initially so much on Ukraine was Ukraine has, has a treaty with the European Union that all the data that we collect through our CRO in, in, in Ukraine would be available to the Europeans. And also as we obtain approval in Ukraine. Um, I think there are nine other CIS countries that would go along with it. So that market alone, you know, while I am a humanitarian, while I believe that capitalism needs to evolve, I'm also a business person. So we're very focused on developing those markets. Because by developing those markets, you know, while we're going for our FDA approval and everything else, we start generating cash flow. And, 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 and that makes us unique because we're, we're profitable almost from, from, from the get-go. Um, and just because we don't have Ukraine now doesn't mean that we're, we're not profitable. We'll just be in different markets. Uh, you know, there are a lot of markets that work like that. Getting FDA approval or CE or European Union approval opens up a lot of markets that aren't FDA or, or, or EU. For example, in Brazil. You know, you get a quote, we spoke, uh, speaking to the largest hospital operator in, in Brazil, which is also the largest CMO in Brazil. And uh, they said, just come to us with anything that says FDA on it. 
And we have so many patients for you, you don't know what to do. You, you won't know what to do. Obviously, FDA is gold standard. And obviously, we are extremely focused on what makes the FDA happy. Um, and we have a, um, an opportunity now to really go ahead and, because the FDA is looking for a lot of data. Um, it's not like, you know, it was a few years ago where it's just sort of like, come to us and we'll give you breakthrough. They want to see the data and we, you know, we're going to provide them with the data they're looking for. We just have so much to offer the developing world. I think it's sort of unfair where we have relationships uh, with different uh, uh, departments of health on the ministerial level through Paul Vogt and other people that uh, we're not, you know, bringing the solution there as quickly as possible while we're going through the FDA process and dotting all of our I's and crossing all of our T's and doing everything in a legal and proper way. Interesting. I'm curious, you know, it could be the answer is could be regulatory or something else, but I guess what's what's some I guess a major challenge you guys have had to you know deal with in terms of either could be regulatory or more even in the like early development phase or or testing phase, and I guess how how have you guys been able to mitigate that? It's a big question. Um, uh, there are a lot of challenges, you know, uh, when, you, when you're going into uh, pulmonary artery. Um, that's sort of like you know landing on the moon. You know, understanding the difference, what patients you should be in the main pulmonary artery, what type of patients you should be in the branches. Obviously, there's a lot less pressure and flow in the branches than there is in the main PA. But, you know, if you're going to have to remove the device at some point because you have kids that are under, let's say, 12, you know, you're going to want to be in the main PA. You want to be in the branches uh, with older patients, even though. You know, you're going in on both sides. Or we, we, we learned a lot, and that's why we did four rounds of animal, animal studies. Because there's a fine line between, you know, too much pressure reduction and too little. You know, if you looked at the way they were doing banding, and we tried that, if you tried that, you know, using our methodology and our technology, you might have a, you might have a stent that moves. You know, and you don't want to have that. Um, you know, so we're, we're, we're very cautious. We're very sensitive to uh, making sure that, you know, the patient comes first. So safety, safety, safety. Um, I'm sure if I had my regulatory guy sitting next to me, he'd give you 12 other things that, that we looked at. The doc, what, what, what's, so, what's so gratifying for us is people that are most excited about what we're doing are the doctors. And, uh, you know, I envy you because you wake up every day and you're trying to help people. And, uh, you know, in my previous life as a business person, you know, I was just trying to make money. And, you know, what we're trying to do at HeartPoint is make money, but at the same time, you know, have a social ethos that really um, is ingrained in everything that we do. We want to make sure that we're trying to help people. We want to make sure that we're doing something good for society. And by the way, that you don't have to be in healthcare to do that. You know, Steve Jobs did, did the same thing, you know, when he started Apple, he changed everybody's life for the better. 
you know, with his vision. Um, we, on a much smaller scale, obviously, even though it's, you know, our business is sort of teed up to become a huge business, you know, everybody came because they wanted to help sick kids, the term balloon, you know, and, 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 you know, the doctors talked us into focusing on left heart first, or at least simultaneously, because they said, that's the money app. That's what people are going to care about in the United States and Western Europe. And obviously, kids with uh, congenital heart issues are caught all the, you know, not all the time, but most of the time in the United States and Western Europe. So, um, you know, we do both. Uh, but it's, it's, it's wanting to do something is, and I think that's the way capitalism in general has to evolve if it's going to really, really, really survive. I think people are sort of sick of people just trying to make money for making money's sake or, uh, you know, or this will, you know, this thing is, we'll just give money back. No, it, it, your intention needs to be to make money and to help society or be respons a responsible corporate citizen on, you know, almost every level. And I think that this is the way things need to evolve in order for society uh, to move forward. You know, there was a poll the other day that people trust corporations more than governments. And, you know, I know a lot of corporations I haven't trusted at all. Uh, but I think we business people have to incorporate into our ethos, you know, and, and, and it's not just the ESG. You know, ESG, I think, is sort of a synthetic way that they're trying to wrap around it. And it's not net zero because, you know, a lot of people get hurt with net zero. You know, it, it has to do with the founders and the people that run the companies having the intention to do the right thing from the get-go. And that's what I think moves us forward as a society and as business people, too. Yeah, no, I, I commend you for that. I mean, it's you know, but that's kind of the beauty of medical innovation is not only are you, you know, hopefully developing a great business, but more importantly, uh, you know, really impacting patient care and patients' lives. Uh, I think that's at the core of what all drives us. And I, I think you hit on something also really important that, you know, maybe some med tech companies may miss on is that you said that the, the doctors really like using your product that you guys, and it sounds like from day one, this has been a product that you guys have constantly sought, you know, feedback from physicians on and, made sure that's, you know, the end user likes using it because, you know, we've all heard stories of devices that looked great on paper, tested well. And then when it got out into the real world, you know, physicians don't like it, they're not going to use it. And so I think yeah, that's for sure, that's so you know, and, uh, you know, we, uh, I guess, having some fun a couple of weeks ago, where we were doing our, what I call our dress rehearsal for first and human, you know, we stuck six stents in a vessel. You know, that's how much fun they were having. You know, let's let's go one more. Let's go one more. We have no intention of sticking six cents, six cents in a human vessel, you know, but seeing that we're doing it successfully with that with an, in animals, showing that it, we, we were not having any, any migration issues, showing that we're, get, we're achieving pressure and gradient uh, reductions. That, that, that are going to cure people, or not cure people, but treat people in a, in, a, in a way that's very, very meaningful, is super, 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 
you know, and, and the doctors were just having fun, you know, it's like, you, we, should we do one more? It's like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's amazing, amazing technology. And then, but there is, you know, you're talking about, you know, we're, 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 we're where we stand right now, we've, we've traveled a long road and we've dealt with, you know, keeping the company together during COVID, during supply chain shortages, you know, of course, this whole situation in Ukraine was, 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 was devastating for us. And we held it together and uh, I'm very proud of us and our team and, and uh, you know, our doctors are, are just, just amazing people that, that just want to make everything work and bring the solution to the world. So, you know, yeah, some some you know we are we are actively seeking uh, partners now. We've financed everything ourselves up pretty much up to this point, and we've missed millions of dollars. So we're 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 sort of a uh, a great company because we've just de-risked this process so much over so many years, and obviously our patents are good and all this other stuff. That, but we need the right quality partner. That's the issue for us. You know, we just don't want to take money. We want the right partner. And we are really sort of focused now on bringing in that right partner, which is something, you know, during COVID, you couldn't, it was very hard to raise money. So, yeah. So, just, um, yeah, I was going to ask you about the, the funding because, as you know, that's always, uh, you know, on the back of every entrepreneur's mind is, is you know, keeping the lights on and every, so to speak. Uh, so it sounds like you, you and your partners with the business have funded this entirely yourself. You haven't taken out any outside investment up to this point. Is that uh, correct? Sure. Okay. That's, sure. that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's, um, so there, some people would say that's really stupid, uh, <laughs> but it was just the circumstances. So uh, it was not our plan. But I think it shows that, you know, you guys are really, you know, both, you know, figuratively and literally invested in this. Like you guys really believe in this. And I, you know, I would think when you go to an outside investor, that's going to say a lot that sure. the team the team is that, you know. You know, I'm the personification of skin in the game, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's funny, you know, I've raised a lot of money for a lot of things over the years. It's it's uh, this is very different for me. Hey, I'm in the first person which is, you know, change because, you know, my training is as a banker. B, it's something that's so close to my heart. You know, a lot of companies are just so focused on the exit. We're not against exit, you know, but it's like when you see these investors are saying, okay, what's the exit? I don't know what the exit is. I think that people and companies that focus on the exit too much never get done what they want to do. And what we want to do is we want to bring the solution to the world. And we feel it's our responsibility to bring the solution to the world. And if it's not us driving the boat to bring that solution to the world, that's fine. As long as the solution gets to the world. The issue is that, you know, a lot of companies have great devices and sometimes they get bought up for the wrong reasons and they get put on a shelf somewhere. And we're trying to make sure we get to market in the best possible way with the best possible quality partners. And as, as I said before, we're so deep into the process. We've, you know, and this is not a risk-free process in any st 
bet, but I don't want to deceive anybody by saying it is, but we're about as risk-free as you get in this business, which costs a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort to get there. Very grateful we are where we are. So it's like we're not a startup. You know, we're deep into Series A. You know, if you were looking at it conventionally, and, uh, you know, we haven't taken a Series A investor because normally you do Series A before you do first in human. And now we're about to do first in human. And it's like, who, who's, who's going to be our partner? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So I guess. Maybe a little bit. What what type of partner are you looking for? And I guess um, if people are interested in in you know, I guess investing or finding out more about investing, where, where's the best way for them to find out that information? You know, when I first started in the business and you were trying to cover the world, there were a hundred phone calls you could make, um, and you'd be done. You would you know you would have hit every bond, you would have hit every investment bank. Now there are literally thousands of funds and things like that. Anyone who wants to write me at, at uh, sb at hardpointglobal.com. Um, but this isn't an offering. I just want to make that clear. We're, we're not offering any securities for sale. Uh, if I didn't say something like that, boys, which, you know, chuck, chuck my hands off. We're always interested in hearing from people and, and who, who are interested in our technology and interested in what we're doing. And, we have tons of data, tons of great people who are on our team. Amazing. Amazing. As as we wrap up here, I want to ask you, you know, what's your, I guess, what's your vision for maybe the next, you know, year, year and a half? What, what if the, what's kind of like the big milestone you guys are hoping to hit? Well, you know, what we're doing is we, we sort of have it mapped out, but you know what they all say, man makes plans that God laughs as we found out during COVID, but um, it's, uh, you know, what we're doing is, is we're doing our humanitarian first in human, and then we're doing uh, two uh, smaller studies, uh, one for left heart, one for congenital. And uh, that's what we're going to be doing for the next year, 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 year plus. And then we hope to go into, into our pivotal study. And uh, my, people are regulatory people and say that's a reasonable time my last question which which i ask everybody is when you're not working when you're not working on uh hard point what what are your passions outside of work how do you find that balance if there is one (laughs) you know i'm 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 a family guy um i have three sons one of them is is uh is a doctor as well um and i have two dogs and a pretty spiritual guy um, and I love playing tennis. Unfortunately, I, 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 you know, I spend more time than I'd like, you know, focused on what we're doing at Heartpoint, and it's the good work. You know, it's it's uh, you know, when I was coming up. Uh, it was, you know, how many hours can you work? And now you don't even think it's a pleasure because you know you're doing good work. We're very fortunate that. You know, we have this great team all over the world, and we were always working together. And I think that's really, you know, the message here is we are grateful for the opportunity we have to help the world and help all these sick people who need us. You know, as I said earlier, it's over 30 million people in the uh, in, in, in the achievable market. It's crazy. 
It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Really you know, it's, 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 you know, you know, you ask for something, you want to do something, you, you know, it, it's, it's like 30 million people we could reach with our solution. It's, 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 it's a great gift. I guess last, lastly, how, how can people find out more information? I guess, and we'll, we'll put the links in the description for this, but you know, uh, website, you know, any kind of platforms you guys are active on, any platforms you're active on that. Yeah. You know, you know we're, 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 you know, I'm, you could look me up on LinkedIn. You could look Hardpoint up on LinkedIn. You know, we, we, we don't have a huge Twitter presence or any, you know, and, uh, but uh, you know, hardpointglobal.com is, 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 is a good place. And I think there's a link on there where you, where you could reach us and, you know, anyone who wants to write to me, it's sp at hardpointglobal.com. I'm happy to hear from anyone. I'm happy to share what we're doing. You know, we have, you know, sort of that approach where we think our technology is something that's there for the world. Well, Seth, thank you again for uh, for taking time on your very busy schedule. And, and thank you for what you you and your team are working on. I, I, this is just amazing. And, and not only the impact for just heart patients in general, but for patients all over the world, you know. You know, really focusing on helping patients in that really need it most, and in, in uh, you know different areas of the world. So, really appreciate what you guys are working on. Thanks so much, Max. It was great meeting you, and I look forward to keeping in touch. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Da Vinci Hour podcast, presented by Da Vinci Academy. Please be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow the podcast on your podcast platform of choice to catch the latest episodes. Please leave a comment or a review and share it with a friend. Lastly, you can find all of our podcasts, video courses, and books on our website, dviacademy.com. Thank you for listening.